0: Rosh Hashanah Yisrael, Tu bishvat. Whoops! One second. I just told somebody. Why can't I conference? I can conference a video. Last time I had conference a video. What do you want to? Call? I did last time. I had a few people called in. What do you and want? I had to call them all me? on because one screen. Only audio? No, I had last time with video also. Taste this, this. This is fun. Correct. They're very good. Okay. I have uh, Let's see if this guy's going to answer his phone. Is that a hand today? When everybody's you are the plates in the garbage. Okay, you're, you're on the air. Okay. Today we have Skyping, we have telephones, because we have somebody driving down from... Buffalo, New York and uh, he doesn't want to miss shears, so he called in I called him. we have the uh, array of fruits around the table for Tu B'Shvat and it's Pashas Yisri Pashas Yisri, as we know is the Parsha in which we have the Aseris HaDibros, the Ten Commandments the other time that the Serasa is repeated in the Chumash of Dvarim is in the Pasha's Vaheschanon. One might ask what was Yisrael? Why did Yisrael merit this and why was it chosen? Only this Pasha to have the Serasa written in it We know when Torah is referred to. It says, "Ain There's nothing, no good, except for Torah itself. It's written, "Kilekach They've given you a good teaching. The word "teiv" is gematria seventeen. Pashas Yitsir is the seventeenth parasha of the Torah, and therefore it is in this parasha that it was chosen that the tape, the Asaras Sadebris, should be brought down. Allow us to start with the concept of Tuba of Tuba Shvat. Kia for the person is compared to the tree. I got when you were on hold before, you were able to hear still? Iran. No. Okay. Kia And since Kiaoda made so we have to understand. How this affects directly our lives. The Gemara tells us in Masakhtistainis a famous story of a Tana that was very, very tired, very hungry, very hot, and he found a beautiful shady tree next to a brook. And he sat and he drank from the brook, he enjoyed the shade of the tree to cool, and he enjoyed the fruits of the tree to refresh himself. And as he was leaving, he said, "Elan, Elan, my dear tree, how can I bless you? You have shade, you have beautiful fruits, you have water, what else could you possibly need? I bless you therefore that any branches, any twigs that they take from your your tree to replant elsewhere should grow to be as beautiful as you are to merit to be with the same river, water, etc. We see therefore an immediate connection between Torah, the tree of life, and even more so, the concept of truth. The Medish tells us that Moshe went to to take the Torah. When Moshe came to heaven to take the Torah, there was a tremendous battle cry. All the angels had started an uproar. And they said, what is a human being doing here amongst us? And the Baskel came out and said, he is here to take the Torah. Upon hearing this, the angels went ballistic. The Torah should be here with us. Why would you send it down to a mundane world? Why would you send it down to a place where it's subjected to abuse? Where it'll be subjected to negligence? Where it'll be subjected to decadence? And oh, that is have a great time with all this vocabulary. Leave the tailor here by us. It's not my internet connection. To which God turns to Moshe who is now frightened for his life by the threat that the angels would consume him with their fire. God tells Moshe to hold on to the Kise Hakove to one leg of the holy throne of God. And anyone that holds on to the throne is safe and no damage can become them. And then God tells Moshe to answer them. There are many different opinions of what the tra- actual conversation was. Most commonplace was Moshe asked the angels, "What is Tera? The Ten Commandments? Honor <laughs> your mother and father. Do you have a mother and father to honor?" And as he went and enumerated each of the Ten Commandments, and each time again, the angels had nothing to answer. Ultimately, they had to acquiesce. They had to accept the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu, a boss of Adam, was going to take the Torah to the world. now Moshe was set time to take the Torah and we spoke about this other medesh as well where God wanted to express and tell Moshe what is Torah Torah is truth what is truth truth is a tremendously hard concept for a human beings mind to grasp And if we think about it in our daily life, how hard it is to actually say the full, complete, utmost, unadulterated truth. There's always something, there's always a twist, there's always a a contortion, I guess the word would be, of actual truth. And so God took Moshe Rabbeinu to a step on a ladder and He showed him a tremendous a very, very beautiful scene. The scene opens with a beautiful field a gorgeous flowing river and an amazing tree. And a beggar comes by Sorry. A, rich, a knight in shining armor comes by, dismounts his horse, gives his horse to drink water, and as he takes some water, his bag of gold coins falls from his shining armor. And he rides off to the sunset. A few moments later, a young shepherd boy comes, with his beautiful little sheep. And he brings each shepherd, each one, one at a time. He treats them like they were the only sheep that he had. And he saw to it that they grazed in the grass and made sure that each one had a drink of water. And as he gathered his sheep to move away from the field to move on, he saw the little bag. And he opened the bag, it was a bag of gold coins. He looked to his right, he looked to his left, there was no sign of any human being, nor was there a sign on this un, um, unmarked, unceremonious bag. It's Eilam etziya shalai, the mission tells us only something that has a simon on it. There was actually no identifying, identifying point identifying grace on this bag. So so the shepherd boy takes the gold coins with his shepsalach and he leaves the field. A short while later, a poor beggar enters the scene. And he crawls practically to the river and he takes out a crust of hard bread from his knapsack And he dips it into the water so that his practically toothless mouth can consume some nourishment. And he nibbles off a few drops of crumbs of the bread to suffice to be able to carry him over. And he drinks some of the refreshing water and he crawls over to the tree to enjoy the beautiful shade and to catch a little nap. Suddenly, the knight in shining armor reappears. The knight in shining armor reappears and he's looking furiously. He's looking to the right, he's looking to the left and he doesn't find what he's looking for. And suddenly he sees under the tree the old beggar and he runs over to the beggar and he grabs him he starts to beat him and scream and yell where is my money? The beggar, waking up from a stupor, not knowing what this man was talking about, not having any idea, not knowing where to hide from the blows. The beggar says, I don't have anything. The knight, of course, did not believe him, and he draws his knife and he slaughters this the beggar. As he slaughters the beggar, he takes the knapsack and he tears it open there is nothing in the knapsack he didn't have it and the scene ends and Moshe cries out, this is what you call emmis this fellow lost his money this fellow lost his life and the shepherd boy became rich Where is Emma's involved here? God said to him, Watch, go up another step. And as he mounts another step, he sees another scene unfolding. It's the dark forest, and an old man is walking, supporting himself on the child. And as he supports himself on this child, A thief comes out from the middle of nowhere, and the thief says, give me your money, and he's yielding a knife, and the old man got very scared for the child, immediately took out the money, and he gave the money to the bag of gold coins that he had saved up for this child when he dies. The thief was ruthless, was relentless, and he went and he killed the old man regardless. And as he started to flee, because the child was screaming and yelling, a man was riding by on a horse. And he heard the man, the child screaming, Thief, stop the thief! And as he chased him to try to stop him, the man fell. And as the thief fell, he dropped the coins, but he didn't want to get caught. So he just kept running all banged and saz, but he kept running. At which point the man got off the horse and sees this little treasure, this bag of gold coins. He says, What does that little boy know about gold coins? What he's gonna understand to, to do with gold coins? Leave it. I'm taking the coins to me. Let it be. And the man rode off with the gold coins. Now Moesha Rabbeinu understood what Emes is all about. He understood that the second scene happened first. And that the man man in shining armor of the second scene was the man on the horse in, in his first scene was the man on the horse in the second scene. And he picked up the gold coins which belonged to the little boy. The little boy got himself a job as a shepherd. And as a shepherd, he started to, he he deserved the coins. And therefore the knight in shining armor lost the coins. And as he lost the coins, the boy got the coins that belonged to him rightfully. The thief, in turn, became a beggar. And because he was a beggar, but he deserved to be killed, since he had killed before, since he had killed for the money, his punishment was death. And therefore now, he paid for the punishment, and he was killed. This, therefore, Moshe now sees how Torah is totally true. The truth and the beauty of Torah. Amongst the Ten Commandments, the more more famous of all the ten Commandments, although we want to say thy, the most famous of them all is. Honor your mother and your father, and they're not only the fam- most famous, but they're also the hardest of them all. I spoke to a friend, of course your name, no reason to say his name. His parents Baruch Hashem are in their 90's And he very proudly told me They don't live near him But he sees to call them at least once a week Baruch Hashem They must be in good shape Doesn't feel any reason To call them more often than that He calls them once a week A beautiful thing We should all be able to merit such a thing. Once a week. Okay? But honoring your mother and father are on the same plane as fearing God. And one of the simplest explanations if we take the word Avicha Alef, Veis, Yud, Chof Aleph is a one, beis is two, yud would be one, in what's called misper katan, so that's four, and the chaf would be two, make it six. And imecha, one is aleph, mem is four, is eleven, and chaf again is two, makes it thirteen, which is the gematria of echad. Echad refers to Hashem echad, Shemay echad. And therefore, the person that honors their mother and father properly always welcomes the presence of God in their home. There is gemara Gemara Kiddushan, a famous Gemara, that teaches us, Rabbi Laza says, how do we know, Rabbi Yaliyazah says, how do we know how to honor our mother and father? from the story of a fellow named Domo ben Who is Who was Domo ben A guy, a non-Jew. Domo ben the Gemara, tells us that the Beis Hamidash, the Kahanim, were looking for a certain stone. And interesting to note that when the Rebbe talks about this story, the rabbi explains also why the stone, the one they were looking for, which shave it came from, and the name of the stone, etc. We won't go to the total in-depth of the story. Simply that he need they needed a certain stone, and his father, Nesina, had this stone. Or was that actually his name? He was Ben Nesina, but was his father's name Nesina? Who knows? Never thought of that, did we? However, the stone was locked up in a box. It was locked in a box, and the key was under his father's pillow, and his father was sleeping. So when the representatives of the Beis Hamikdash came to ask to buy the stone from him, he said, I can't help you, I don't have the key. And no matter how much he said they don't have the key, the price went up and up and up, And no matter how high the price went, the father's head was not being lifted up off the pillow. They went elsewhere to find the stone and Doma Ben remained without the money. And we're talking about very big money. Ultimately, a year later, Doma Ben had in his cattle a para aduma, a calf with, beauty, with only pure red, a red heifer, And the red heifer was again needed by the Beis Amikdash, and now recouped, recouped all the money that he could have made on the stone. So the simplest question we want to ask Was nobody there in history of the Gimara that could emulate the story of honoring a mother and father that we have to take that of a Goy? Reza was trying to tell us a very interesting message. Many of us are under the impression... That the reason we have to honor our mother and father is because we owe it to them. They were good to us. was it? Some guy wanted to put a sign on for was like. Your uh, you mother tells us. Your mother tells us. Oh, my gosh. Most famous, one of the most famous bumper stickers they have in America is treat your children well they choose your nursing home <laughs> you never seen it? ok, you don't drive the right street <laughs> treat your children well because they choose your nursing home you don't want to have to end up heaven forbid you should ever end up in the hands of our children So therefore, some are under the impression the reason I have to reciprocate now to my parents, for all they did for me. Rabbi Yeza says, that's not what's going on here. And he uses the story of Dama ben and he shows that not only was it not I'm respecting my father because what I get from him, Adir by respecting his father, he lost money. But it teaches us, therefore, the reward that one receives for doing this mitzvah. In that case, why a red heifer? What would be so wrong if he stuck a shovel in the ground to plant a tree and found a box of gold coins? What kind of reward was it to have a red eye for But well, we know that terror is divided into Eideis, Chukim and Mishpatim. Eideis are mitzvahs that give testimonial to time and history. Mishpatim are the mitzvahs that tell us how we have to act and behave. And Chukim are mitzvahs that have no understanding to our knowledge. the paraduma the mitzvah paraduma is in the category of kukim. not only the category but zayx huka The that tells us in Bamidbar, this epitome of a chok is paraduma just like we don't understand the mitzvah paraduma so too the mitzvah of Kibid is done without any cheshbenes, without any understanding. It's not something we have to calculate. How much did my parents do for me, and now I have to pay them back. It doesn't work that way. And the Torah tells us the reward for Kabe Dezavicha is, All it has to say is and your life will be longer. You will be blessed as we say every Friday with longevity. What is the word Laman? Laman is the gematria 190. 190 is the gematria of Ketz. Ketz is the time when ultimately Mashiach will come. Therefore we know Leman, that it brings about literally the coming of Mashiach. Kabe desavicha, the last letters of the words, Kabe desavicha dalid sof, is Gematria 424, which is the same Gematria as Mashiach ben David. We've said this many times before, when they read the Ten Commandments, it's is that everybody stands up and faces the Sefer Torah. No matter where you're standing in shul, you face the Sefer Torah. <laughs> it's also very important that you look into your Chumash. It's very important you look into the Chumash because when it's going to say Sinaf, <laughs> Some people will say, ah, it must say it with a vov." Loi signale, from him you should steal. Loi him you should kill. But you look into the Chubesh, you see it says it with an aleph. It means, no, no, you're not allowed to. It's very, very important that we look into these things. But staying on the theme... Of the honoring our mother and father, Kabed es avicha viesimecha Kabed avicha. Why is s the word s technically is extra superfluous? We know a cloud. We have to have, a person has to honor their father, except. When it comes to khil Shabbos. or violating anything in the Torah. Kabed, Es, Avicha, khof Aleph, Aleph, the first three letters, is 22. 22 letters of the law, 22 letters of the Aleph which, Beis, with which the Torah is written, with these 22 letters. If it's against one of these 22 letters, the Kabed, Es, Avicha falls apart. And then like you said before, the last letters, Kabid et is Dalid, Saf, Khaf, which is the same as Kedas, Kedas Moshe V'Yisrael, which means it has to be in harmony with Halacha. We can't deviate from anything in Halacha. But the most popular question with the simplest answer technically is the beginning of Aseret Sadibris Hashem says I am God that took you out of the land of Egypt. Let's do a little calculus over here. You want to say taking the Jews out of Egypt was a greater feat than creating the world? Creating the world was definitely a much greater feat than taking the Jews out of Egypt. However the layman answer would be that they took them out of Egypt that was the, that was something they just experienced they just experienced this great magnificent miracle of leaving Egypt since an experience that they just had when they relate to it you tell them Kabir es sabicha, i am the, Hashem, the Kaka, who am i the god i am the one that just took you out of Egypt oh I know who you are. If that's the case, let's get more frequent. More, excuse me, more recent. Let's update a little more. And it says, I am God, your God, that just split the sea. Just saved you, this magnificent miracle of the splitting of the water. If you want to do something you want to tell me something that's um, current events, something that I can relate to, put it that way. Put something that's even more current. Splitting of the Red Sea. So, therefore, we must say that there's a significant translation, a significant hint in the words. Mitzrayim, the word Mitzrayim is also a word Mitzarim. Boundaries, limitations. Tzaira gives a person the capability of rising above limitation. Science doesn't dictate that. Science doesn't understand what it could possibly mean for a human being to rise above what limitations there are in the physical world. But when you go to a forensic scene of a burning building, and you go to a room that a person was locked in because of the fire surrounded the room, and you ask him, how did you get out? And the person says, I think I got out through that hole in the wall. And you take a physical tape measure and you measure the hole. And that same physical tape measure, you measure the human being's mass, you will see that they don't jive. There's no physical way that physics can explain that this fellow squeezed through that hole. Uh, Life's your pens. The question then being... Hmm? The question then being... How did the person physically get through that hole? Science has no explanation. Science would love to try to. A mouse can go through a hole of a pencil. Because they have no bones. Squeeze through anything. But a human being has bones. Smack somebody around a few times to see how many bones you break, you'll know that the guy has bones. So we have to understand, therefore, how did this actually happen? There's no physical explanation. So too Taira. Taylor rises, Taylor brings us to such a level, it takes the physical being and turns them into something that physically is not understandable spirituality and physicality are nothing, on, they're totally on a different page. They're not even in the same book. To speak of spirituality, say you're a Kabbalist, you say you're this, you're that, where are you coming off to spirituality all of a sudden? Where do you come? Where are you and spirituality? You're not on the same page, Bichal. Zaksim did a name. You were created for one source, one reason and one reason only. For your neshama, for your soul. And it's your soul that has a mission on this world. And it's the mission of your soul that you have to see to complete. It's the mission of your soul that you have to see to, that it carries out what has to happen to this world. Each soul has a mission to see to it that the world can continue and that the world can exist. And therefore, that physical body that houses your soul doesn't really have any substance to it, any existence to it. But the whole reasoning behind it is only the soul. This is what God tells you. I am the God, your God. I took you out of these boundaries. I took you out of these limitations. I've given you a teda that carries you higher and higher like the wings of a bird. We see the beginning of our Pasha some very interesting phenomenon. We see that Yisra, Fa Yishma Yisra Yisra heard all that was done to Masha and to the Jews. Rashi immediately tells us what did he hear, his Yamsuf, So we look and what happened after he heard Next, the boss he tells us Yisrael, the, the father in law of Mesha, takes Zepeda, the wife of Mesha, after he sent her away. Yisrael heard of these great, tremendous miracles that took place now to the Jews and to Mesha, and the only thing he could think of. To improve the predicament now, and to make something of this, is to bring Zepera back. <laughs> I guess some people say he didn't bring the mother-in-law. They tell a story of a couple that were having a fight, and the wife couldn't take it anymore. And she calls up her mother and she says, Mom, that's it, I'm finished. One too many fights, I'm leaving him. And the mother says, No, no, darling. That's not a proper punishment. I have something better. She says, what mom? She says, I'm coming to live with you. I'm going to move into your house. He didn't bring a figure. He only brought superior with the children. But what's the Achal Shiluchel? And now she tells us a very interesting story because the the mikra is curious to know. Rashi tells us that Zepeda and his children, Gershner and the Ezer, were on a donkey traveling to Egypt. They were coming together with Moshe to free the Jewish nation. Aaron came to meet them in the desert. And Aaron says, Moshe, you got to come, I understand. Tseperia, you got no business coming. We have enough problems here. So Tseperia turned to Moshe and said, but but, but what about our marriage? So Moshe said, I'm going to redeem the Jews, I'm going to take them out of Egypt. You have nothing to worry about, we'll be together again. She says, let me ask you a hypothetical question, Moshe what happens if Parai turns to you and says I'm ready to free the Jews like you ask but if it's so important to you I want you to stay here as my slave give up your life for them give up your existence, become my slave and you'll stay here in Egypt and I'll let all the Jews go you'll be the ransom would you say no? of course not So if Parit chooses to throw you in a prison somewhere and I lose you and nobody knows where you are because the cell phones have no service down there and I'm sure they're not going to give you a computer to, to text, to email me I'll have no idea where you are and I'm going to remain what's called an aguna. a wife with no husband, not knowing where her husband is The halacha is, the law is in Tehra when a man goes to war the man has to give a hu- the wife a get, with a stipulation, of course, that should I not return from the battle, you'll be free. Moshe gave this very get to Zipporah. However, Moshe had a problem. The problem was Moshe was a kohen. And a Kayin cannot remarry his divorced wife. He cannot marry any divorcee. Not even his own. Vayishma <laughs> Yisrael, the Torah tells us, <laughs> He heard everything that God did to Moshe. What happened to Moshe? God demoted Moshe from a kayan to a levi. As a Kayan, he could not remarry Zipporah. As a Levi, he could. And therefore, after sending her away, after divorcing her, now, Yisrael found the solution. Because he heard what was done to Moshe, that he became a Levi. And therefore, he came running and brought back Zipporah. Yisrael tells Moshe, they weren't allowing any converts, they weren't allowing anybody into the camp that was not Jewish. Ani ches'encha Yisrael, I am your father-in-law Yisrael. The words Ani ches'encha Yisrael are Rosh Tevis, Aleph Ches Yud, my brother. It's brought down in fashion that Yisrael had the Neshama of Kayin, and Moshe had the Neshama of Hevel. Therefore he said, Akhi. And now they have to rectify what took place between Cain and Hevel. One interesting note, discussing set, the Ten Commandments, the giving of the Ten Commandments, it says that God's voice traveled and it had no echo. Usually the stronger the voice, the stronger the echo. By saying that God's voice had no echo, Rahman you're telling me that the God's voice was so weak and therefore did not have an echo to it? The tell us, no, that's not what happened. Rather, God's voice was so strong that it penetrated everything. If it came to hit a wall or hit a, a, a mountain, it went right through it. And therefore it didn't echo back. It didn't come back as a repeat. I'd like to also say something about Tubishfat quickly. But prior to that I just wanted to say one more thought about the Aserah It's known that in the Aserah Sadibdus in the Ten Commandments there are 620 letters. There are 613 mitzvahs and 7 the Rabbanan. The last two words of the Ten Commandments of the Seder Dibras are Asher L'Reiachah. Asher L'rayacha is an acronym for the seven mitzvahs of the Rabbanan. Aleph from Asher is Avelos, the laws of mourning. Shin is Simchas, Chos and The Sheve Brachas of Echaz and Kala. Reish is Rechitza, the Tilas Yadayim, the washing of the hands before a meal. L'Reachas starts with the Lamid, which is Lechem, the laws of bread, of washing and eating and Brachas before bread, and also how bread cannot be Lechem, Pas It has to be Pas It has to be made by a Jew, if it's made by a guy one cannot eat it. Reish is Reshuyas, that uh, when a person has a public property, a public domain to a private domain, there has to be an adiv. Ayin is a Amolik, which refers to the reading of the Megillah on Purim, because Haman was a descendant from Amalek. And Chof is Kahanim. was from the Shevet of the Kahanim that performed the miracle of Hanukkah. Therefore we have Purim and Hanukkah as the seven mitzvahs of the Rabbanon. Tu is a Rosh Hashanah for trees or as some would like to put it the birthday of the trees the laws referring to Tu B'Shvat are minimal we don't say Tachnon on Tu we don't say Tachnon day before there are those that have a beautiful array of fruits we had this evening here a beautiful 15 or 17 or 19 fruits on each plate All these customs are beautiful. The bottom line is that until Tu Bishvat, the rains that have fallen have enough to nurture the trees and the plants and the fruits. And therefore now, henceforth, the rains that are coming are for future plantings. And therefore the certain mitzvahs that deal with the fruits when it comes to Shemitah, etc. that before Tu B'Shvat and after Tu B'Shvat have a different connotation. Technically, we make Shechiano on fruits and we make the bracha HaBer then we make the Shechiano. Why the Shechiano not first if that's the main mitzvah of the day? And the technical answer is because in truth the brach of Shekhyanu should be made when the fruit came about. As soon as it blossomed, as soon as it came on the tree one should make Shekhyanu. But since one has only the pleasure of seeing and the fruit is not made for a pleasure of seeing but is made of pleasure of eating therefore we wait until we actually can eat the fruit that we can make the bracha Shekhyonu. And since we cannot eat the fruit without the bracha, so we have to make the bracha first. Now the fruit that we're holding in our hand, because the only way we can make a bracha is if we're holding that fruit in our hand. If the fruit is elsewhere, and we know that someone's going to bring it, we can't make the bracha before that, until it's in our hand. So now the fruit is in our hand, and the bracha is made, and therefore it's ready to be eaten. Now at this point in time, we can enjoy it and make Shekhyonu. Shechiyonu will also be made, hopefully another t- occasion tonight, with the Be'ez Goyal Tzedek, with Mashiach Tzedkeinu. first bracha that we make when we see Mashiach is Shechiyonu Vikimanu Vigyanu, Lizman Azeh. would like to also wish happy anniversary to the wonderful couple on the road. Shevarich HaSyam V'Vishanam Shev Lange Gezun together. Should bring up their children together, take all their children to the chupikas and die together. Many, many, many happy years. And this, we just wish good yomtiv and a happy birthday to the trees. <laughs>